Blog Talk Radio. In a country barely towards a crucial election while facing a pandemic, a liar in chief, fake news, and murder hornets, this is the last 100 days. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Friday. We are on day 74 and counting left on Countdown to Election. This is the last 100 Days podcast. I am your host, Scott Fullerton. And as always, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, joined by my illustrious co-host, Mr. Michael Vega. Michael, how are we doing, buddy? (laughs) I'm illustrious, apparently. Um, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. You are lustrally today, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> or lusty, I don't know. It's been a long time in quarantine. Could be lusty too. Right, you can see. You can, uh, well, that that goes that goes without saying, my friend. But <laughs> but this is a PG radio, so we won't even get, we won't even touch that. There you go. Well, we survived four days of the Democratic National Convention. Dun dun dun. We have an official nominee now. We can stop saying that stupid, presumptive nominee, Joe Biden. He is the official nominee. Kamala Harris is the official vice president nominee. And four days later, it's done. How much of the convention did you watch? Uh, none. I mean, none to lie. I watched, you know, I watched, watched speeches here and there, like I said, you know, uh, clips. But I, I, I can't watch it on you know, from end to end, of course, you know, um, you know, there's such thing in my, in my life, there's such thing as too much politics as much as I love to, to go on about it. Um, you know, I saw Michelle, um, I watched the, uh, the kid, the kid, I forget what his name is, but, uh, Oh, Braden, uh, Braden. Yes, 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 yes. You know, I'm so glad that they addressed that in some way and not, not to make it, I think I mentioned it before, not to make it as an excuse for the way he speaks, but to uh, alleviate some of those, you know, really crass comments about dementia and, and what have you that, that are, you know, completely unnecessary on us. <laughs> um, you know, when, when a man just, just uh, works to speak, I mean, a stutter is not something that, that's easy to deal with, even as an adult. Um, so just no, exactly. The, the I mean, it was a... It was a very compassionate speech. I mean, even the uh, the Republican correspondent, I think it was CNN, was kind of choked up afterwards about it because he had a kid with uh, uh, a learning disability. And so you can't help but watch this kid and see everything's overcome. I mean, he's talking like this on a national stage in front of millions of people. So good on him. And it does bring... The point to Joe Biden, everyone likes to say that he speaks poorly or that he's because he's losing it, as you said, mentally, but he still has the stutter to this day. And there are ticks and cues that he has to do to keep yes. himself speaking fluently. And a and, lot of that will show, know especially when you're older. What's yeah, that? Exactly. You're, you're controlled. You start losing that a little bit. And there, there are certain triggers, you know, of course. You know, uh, attention, nervousness, certain uh, t- sounds. You know, you know how how you're forming your mouth. Um, you know, it, it could be any array of things. And 
you know, one of the, for example, you know, I dealt with the list since I was a, a child, and I don't know how much of it you can hear on the radio, but, you know, I did some speech therapy, and, you know, I went to school for uh, theater and communications, so, you know, even as an adult at, at certain years, I do have to consciously still think about it, and not that it's a learning disability, I'm just, you know, the comparison is that, yes, it's still a, you know, a, what's considered a flaw that I still have to actively think about when, when I speak, you know, right, and, right. and there's certain instances, if I try to go too fast, if, you know, if I'm not focused on what I'm saying, if I'm babbling, it tends to come out if I'm drinking, but that's a whole nother matter. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, that's why he speaks, you know, in, in a certain rhythm, in a certain, you know, he speaks rather slowly. Yes. And deliberately because he has to focus on each, you know, chunk of those sounds and stuff without, you know, falling into a, what's going to make him even look worse on, on a, on a national scale. Because the minute he goes to a full-on stutter, what's the media going to say? <laughs> oh, my God, Biden having a breakdown mid-speech, exactly. you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, even exactly. Fox, you know, they were at it, say, how well, you know, how far have we lowered the bar here because we're congratulating him for getting through a speech? How hard is it to read a, a speech written for you? And I was watching, um, it was, I think it was Daily Show, and then they would go to clips of, you know, Trump attempting to articulate a set, uh, an entire sentence. Like, really, really, Fox? You're talking no, he still had a couple of slip-ups, but it's like, I have to admit, <clears throat> I watched almost all of Wednesdays, because I really wanted to see Barack, and I wanted to see Kamala, um, so I watched most of it. Uh, oh, wait, I, did, I will night, get back to it, but I did watch Barack. I did watch Barack. I forgot to put that in. Okay. But I will get back to that. But I had the intention of watching all of last night because I still had my show on Wednesday. So, But last night, I didn't have left straight shows yesterday or today because uh, I'm working on a little side project. But um, So I had all last night. So I planned on watching the entire thing last night, the first night I could watch all of it. And wouldn't you know, Michael, I fell asleep like at 9.15. Oh, no. So I missed, I woke up at oh. 11.30. So I missed the entire kit and caboodle of it. But I, I kind of like you've been doing it for the entire week. I kind of went back and saw YouTube clips and do, did little parts. So that Braden was very inspirational. But I didn't know how Biden did because I fell asleep through it, right? I had no clue. But then I'm seeing clips and as you said, even the Fox News guys, all four of their commentaries said it was probably Biden's best speech ever. So they had to concede oh. that it was the best speech before they said the negative comments. Uh, Chris Wallace said it was amazing. Um, their Brett Beyer, their new guy, or their new anchor, he's been on the network uh-huh. for a long time, said it was very good. The girls said it was very good. Even Carl Rove said it was pretty good probably one of the best biden's done so we got some great nice. words i'm sad that i missed it of course in my uh daily segment of his rush limbaugh dead yet he had to go and say that so many people are saying that it couldn't be uh done live he had to have done it in little pieces and they edited it all together somewhere so no one can make a 22 minute speech like that live so they're ripping oh, it apart and saying that it was taped in bits and pieces and sewn together in the editing room, which 
like I said, I can't say anything because I didn't see it, but you still, they're playing little clips and he still messed up in certain little parts, not bad, but just in regular yeah. speaking things, he had a couple things. So I don't think it was taped. It's possible. What's, what are your thoughts what's the, on it? What's the, what's the basis of not being able to do a 22 minute speech live? Like that's based. How is that in his mind? I mean, I, of course you don't know. Um, in that his twisted mind, how is that not possible that it right. has to be recorded and edited? Um, I've done you know two and a half hour plays live and never forgotten a line and and you know so how how is this not possible, Rush? Right. I mean, may, uh, maybe for him. Yeah, maybe well, for him because he just, <laughs> like you know, I told just you, to scream and spit. Right, and it's like I've been saying for a couple of weeks now that. They have put so much of their capital on that Biden's just going to totally flub up the debates, which he still may. We're not sure yet. But they put so much on it that when he does this great, powerful speech like this, they're caught. They got nothing to say because they're saying he's a bumbling fool. And now he gives this great 22-minute speech, and they're all, well, it must have been done on uh, tape and together. It was a teleprompter. Any monkey could have done that or whatever, after saying that he has no chance in hell of doing coherent sentences for a long period of time, well, yeah. totally proved him wrong. And now they're trying to find every excuse under the book they can to discount the speech. Exactly. That tie was so, that was the wrong color. You know, I think one of his uh, buttons was unbuttoned. It's just terrible. It's awful. Unpresidential. <laughs> <laughs> so, um yeah, I mean, I, I will go back and watch it, but I, I'm glad that that's what they're saying. I think, you know, as we get to the debates, um, you know, I'm not a presidential candidate, but in listening to Biden talk, I think he has to be careful of – because he can be very casual, you know, in that, right. you know, hey, dude sort of way, you know, um, which which works in certain instances, but I, I don't think it's going to be very effective. With, with Trump, if he gets too casual, you know, if he starts with, hey, buddy, listen, you know, they're going to zoom right in on that. I think there has to be a sort of balance between, okay, I'm not being robotic, but I'm not being too casual. You know, that I think right. there has to be this happy medium in there. And I think that's a good way to counter Trump, who's just going to be nasty and, and spit, you know, pit and vinegar, you know, to have that sort of friendliness in a way. You know, that sort of I'm not affected by your negative stuff you're putting off right now, but I'm also taking this very seriously. Does that make any sense? No, it totally does. And if anyone's out there, we'll take calls today, by the way, too. 347-989-0126. If you guys want to give us your opinion on the four days of the National Convention and what you thought, because uh, Michael and I did miss kind of parts of it. I'm doing my show and... Michael was busy, but I am going to go back and watch the recording of Joe's speech. I want to see exactly how he did. Because he's supposed to be, like I said, supposed to be one of the best speeches of his life. I'm looking forward to that. I did kind of watch, like I said, I fell asleep 15 minutes into it. And uh, Jewy Louise, or Jewy, that was so bad. <laughs> well, there's a wow, I don't know where that came from. I'm going to get caught on that one. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus uh, was the host last night. As you know, they, they've had different so, quote-unquote celebrity hosts every night, kind of emceeing the events. 
First night was Eva Longoria. Second night was Tracy Ellis Ross. Third night, I don't remember. And last night was um, Julie Louise. Julie Louise Dreyfus. And I was a little worried because she was very kind of snarky funny for her first mm-hmm. couple of minutes. And I didn't know how it was going to play because that Seinfeld humor is very much uh, a certain, takes a certain bit of getting used to, right? <laughs> but she <Yeah>. was, <laughs> excuse me, but she was cutting some jokes like, uh, I don't know, so, saying something like, um, Oh God, I can't remember things now, but something like, uh, <laughs> so tr- um, but we know Biden goes to church and he goes to church so often he doesn't have to, mace the crowd before he walks across the entrance into the door or something like that and just some things i mean kind of ripping on trump but they were very i would call them um yeah they were kind of very uh seinfeldian kind of humor so i appreciated it i'm not sure if everyone would i don't know how how it played across and when i haven't heard too much about that today but i was wondering how that was going to go over well, I, I mean, the whole thing is Seinfeldian, Seinfeldian humor, which I love, and I think it's 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 perfect here. You know, somebody uh, commented on social media. We got into a little debate over, you know, that snarky comment, which I I don't remember verbatim, but it was something to the effect that uh, you know Biden actually goes to church and doesn't have to gas you know his people to to do it. And right, somebody right. said, uh, "Well, we shouldn't be lowering ourselves. That's like a Trump." sort of thing to say, et cetera, et cetera, to which I replied, no, Trump's thing is to manufacture crass comments, crass lies, and then spew them at the person. I said, this was, however, you know, sharp was uh, a sharp reminder of a truth, right? It wasn't made up. It wasn't manufactured. It wasn't meant to hurt. It was meant to remind you know, right, exactly. This, this is the difference between these two people. And, you know, Seinfeldian humor is, you know, the whole thing was it's situational humor, right? It's, it's you know, it's a show about enough presents a situation, and it's that situation that just makes it funny, right, without having to push or manufacture anything. So, I don't know, for me, I think it's really effective. Yeah, like I said, I want to see how it plays out. It seems I haven't seen anything overly negative about it, so it can't have gone over too bad. I mean, and it was very, like I said, those kind of one-liner Trump um, Seinfeld and things. I think it's like she was telling him to text. Everyone needs to text to vote to learn how to vote in your area by texting 30330. And so they talked about that during the entire convention. So she said that. She said, be sure you guys are texting 30330 which is actually Trump's uh, golf score if he doesn't cheat and stuff like that. So it's all situational <laughs> humor that kind of applies to him. So I thought yeah. I thought it was humorous. I just didn't know how it was going to play to uh, the rest of America. But I don't. I didn't see any real negative on it. No, I have not read a, 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 a crass thing about it. I mean, that would be pretty, you know, that would be pretty low. Let's, let, let's go after a right. comedian and MC. Is that that really, you know, the point here? What's that going to accomplish? Overall, I think the convention got high marks. They are kind of debating that they never addressed any of the riots or any of the violence that's going on. 
They're not sure how that's going to play. They probably should have at least addressed it because um, they're, they're, of course, it's being spun that they promoted that it's all Democrats that are doing this Antifa-like violence. So them not mentioning it means they're tacitly approving of it, which I don't agree with at all, but I understand where they'll I make that point. I don't agree with that at all. Because, you know, right. when it comes to the Antifa thing, I don't think it should be something that should be addressed because it's a non it's, – it's fabricated. It's a non-issue. You know, to make an issue and give airtime to something that does – that just plain out doesn't exist, I, I think it's a, a smart decision. I don't think anything no. – any of the, li- the, the, the blatant lies should be given any airtime because that's giving right. them time. You're making – you're forcing – you know, we're forcing ourselves to discuss – their shit. Does right, sense, exactly. You know, no, when, it does. When it's, no, it's, I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, we'll find out whether they need to address it or not. We'll see what happens to it. Um, well, yeah. I'm wondering if they, if they to... address enough progressive issues by only having AOC um, introduce Bernie Sanders' nomination, so she was only on for a couple minutes. Um, Bloomberg, there was everyone fighting for Bloomberg last night, but I guess he did a pretty good speech, according to my mom. So I didn't hear his either, but his was pretty good from what I heard. But the two things I've heard overall is that they didn't address any of the violence going out there in the world and condemn it, and they didn't allow for enough maybe progressive Ooh, ideas. Oh, condemn it. Mm. Okay. Well, that's, right, that's exactly. a good place to go to, to, to condemn because no, 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 I, I, can't, I can't even get into Black Lives Matter right now because that, that's just a ridiculous thought that they're supposed to go out there and condemn, you know, the, uh, the reason why this, this stuff is going on. And that would, just, that would have just uh, gotten them into a corner, you know, because, uh, defending something that happened for specific reasons. And then the next day it would be, oh, you know, they are, they're condoning violence and, and, yeah, and lawlessness and what have you. No, I think, right. I think it was appropriately avoided, you know, and if it comes up during the debate, then yes, then address it. But, but not now. Now right. now's the time to inspire and, you know, get everybody, you know, excited for, for this election. Yeah, and it probably is even a smart move that way when you think about it that way. By not bringing it up, you know that Trump will probably bring it up at the debate, so it's something you can't prepare for at the debate, right? Mm-hmm. So it probably yeah. could be a smart strategy as well. Yeah. The other thing I heard at today that's not a big controversy, but Tulsi Gabbard was not allowed to speak. She got two whole <laughs> delegates during the nomination process for all the states. Of course, I think it was Guam or Puerto Rico or someplace. It was a territory, not even a state, but it still counts. So usually yeah, everyone that gets some kind of a delegate gets to speak at the convention. Well, she was not invited to speak at the convention any of the four days, and she was a little busted up over it. But everyone's saying, girl, you were on Fox News for two years before you started running for president. You kind of went for Assad in Syria. And you're basically mm-hmm. a Democrat in name only. So people mm-hmm. aren't giving her too much credit for not being invited. But she was kind of whining about it. And I was, I had two delegates and I wasn't invited to speak. And everyone in the past that's ever had delegates has been allowed to speak. So she was whiny a little bit. I don't recall where I read it. So, you know, take this all with a grain of salt. But uh, the, or maybe you read it somewhere and you can confirm that there were talks of 
uh, bringing her on as 45's vice and Pence becoming Secretary of State. Or, or just, I, if I find that, I remember article, hearing those rumors. I don't know if I yeah. saw it anywhere or just heard about it. Okay. But yeah, yeah that's, what, that's what a lot of people are saying on social media when she whined about. It's like, don't worry, you'll be able to go to the RNC and speak there next week. <laughs> So they were kind of exactly. Who knows? Maybe that came into play in the decision to not let her talk. They're like, uh, we we know which we we know what you know where your where your loyalties lie. Exactly. I mean, well, let's kind of go into the the S show that's going to be next week's Republican debate starts on Monday or to, to, uh, convention, not debate. Um, next Monday starts Republican convention. What do you think we're in for? Uh, a shit show. <laughs> a lot Basically, of, yeah. I mean, lots of. I mean, what what else is going to be? I, I can't even imagine if it's going to. You know, it's not going to be inspirational for anyone unless you know you like rabble raising and 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 you know venom spitting. It's just going to be. Uh, right. You know, I will not watch it. I can't. My head will explode. I will wait for, uh, you know, sound bites or what have you. Um, I, yeah, a shit show. Yeah, I mean, we've joked about it on here, but literally the lineup for people they have speaking is the My Pillow guy, (laughs) the, 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 the doctor that says there's a demon sperm out there. Um, they're, that racist gun couple that pulled the gun on those marchers are going to be talking. Scott Bayo is going to talk, of course. Kid Rock, that stupid kid with the shit-eating grin and the MAGA hat that that approached that Indian that won money from the lawsuit uh, against the uh, couple of newspapers for saying he was um, – Going off on the Indian, where I still think he was, and I think that's bullshit that he got away with it. Yeah. But he's going to speak yeah. at this little high school kid. So, I mean, look at the people. We had presidents come on, the Democrat. They're going to have My Pillow and Kid Rock and Scott Bayo. Really? Hey, don't You're forget really Antonio Jr. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he'll be on it. Yeah, I think he's confirmed. Um, well, you know, good on them for not. Uh, approaching the the Black Lives Matter and what have you in in the Democratic convention because that you know gun couple and mega kid that's the whole basis of them being there. So it's right. going to be brought up in a completely negative light at the RNC. So I think it was smart that DNC didn't you know uh, go to defend it before it has to defend it. Right. You know it's the whole thing of no, you know, my answer for. Unless you're asked a question, don't answer. Don't don't say more than you have to, because I mean, what else are these are are these people going to talk about when they go up there? The issues. Well, that's uh, the, the whole thing. They say they're the... going to talk about that Hunter Biden like every night. It's like first you have no proof of anything. <laughs> no, what are you What are you there to talk about? I don't understand. And, and how can any any uh, intelligent Republican, you know, we haven't seen it, so we don't know what they're going to be going on about. But how can you listen to this and think, oh, this is this is a, an administration that cares about the the country and me and whether my family out here in the middle of wherever is is eating and having health care and you know when they'll be up there just spewing about how terrible 
uh, this imaginary Antifa is and, you know, how all lives matter. Right. I just don't know how much they're going to be able to lie and get away with it. I hope they're fact-checked real-time by all these news organizations because they're just going to be lying through their teeth the entire freaking time. So it's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out. I may watch it just for the entertainment value. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to definitely watch what I can. Same thing, I'll have shows going next week, but I'll watch it. Yeah. Um. So a couple things. Uh, you see, uh, Trump's lawyer, uh, they filed, uh, this was in, today, an emergency motion to block the release of the returns hour after, uh, hours after the, uh, the judge denied the request to halt. There's already a, an emergency uh, motion filed. Now, what's, what's the emergency? Like, what, if there's nothing there, again, we go on and on and repeat this again and again, but there's nothing to see there. What's the emergency? Why do you? Why are you continuing to block? Why are you continuing to halt? Why do you, you know, why not just? Well, and again, they do it so backwards and late. I mean, the same thing with that Mary Trump book. They went ahead and tried to do the lawsuit against that after it had already gone out to all the press corps, right? So they already had copies of the mm-hmm. book before they yeah. even filed the suit. Same thing for this. The forward to the book that lays out what the entire book about has been out for two weeks with Manif- in uh, Cohen's own words, what the book's going to be about. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's nothing – you can block it, but they already know what's going to say. I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. Exactly. They already got um, disciplined for trying to block the book by putting Cohen back in jail, and that got overturned by a judge. So I don't see a judge is going to stop the publication of this book anyway. I just don't think it's going to happen. No, but- well, I mean, this is also his tax The only thing I read, uh, the only possibility for him now being able to not show the tax returns is if uh, he can get the Supreme Court to intervene. Right, right. That would be the only way well, to, to, to stop it completely. You know, even though it's conservative leaning, I just can't, I, I don't see. Uh, them making that sort of motion to right, and the lawyer I has so much other stuff besides taxes. I mean, honestly, nobody cares about his taxes except he probably has some dirty foreign dealings anywhere. So mm-hmm. it just, it, the taxes would just be fun stuff. So I mean, Cohen alleged. Yeah. I mean, they they talked about the P tape back way early from the from the Mueller report thing that said it was false. But this Cohen guy said that there actually was um, a P tape from Las Vegas that he was in because Cohen was there. The, tr- the Trump did with somebody. Yeah. So I mean, there's I a mean, lot I know of this stuff all, in there. It's going to be interesting stuff, and they and they can't arrest him as a president, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, when he's no longer president, beyond going to jail, I mean, that would I would relish in that. But for every person, I want to see him as humiliated and embarrassed as possible. For every person he out there he hurt, for every life he destroyed, you know, I don't wish right. him physical harm, but I wish him physical humiliation. Agreed, my friend. No, I, I just still don't know if he's going to lose yet. God, fingers crossed, toes crossed, everything else crossed. He may still pull this out if he uh, – I still think he can cheat his way out of this. 
I'm still a little worried. I'm not 100% confident yet, but we'll see what happens. But if he does yeah. lose, I would love to see this guy just when? dragged through the streets, man, tarred and feathered, because he deserves every bit mm-hmm. of it. Absolutely. It was I interesting. Go ahead. No, no, no. Ask you, my friend. Well, I thought it was interesting that uh, another thing on Trump got confirmed, supposedly. Stormy Daniels, when she was talking about Trump, mm-hmm. said that one of the things she said in her deposition that he talked about while they were together was his fear of sharks, and he had a deathly afraid of sharks, and he, he said charities would approach him, and if it had to do with a shark, he said, go find somewhere else. Well, wouldn't you know, he was in Scranton, PA, doing a speech yesterday. He said those exact words in his speech, talking about a shark, saying, you know, I don't like sharks much, and I have people call me all the time to donate stuff, and if they ask about a shark, I say, no way, pass, sorry, and this is something she said in her deposition. So he basically confirmed that she was with him wow. without really paying attention wow. to it. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought oh, my that God. Was I have something in common with him? That's crazy. I have I have a very healthy shark fear. <laughs> I, do you? I possibly have something in I, I do. Um, it comes from – I saw Jaws, to digress really quickly. When I saw Jaws, it was in the theater. So I was, what, maybe six, seven years old. And, you know, I know these days the kids, you know, they're so desensitized to horror, blood, and gore. But back then in the 70s, that that shark, that was pretty gruesome. So I wouldn't even go in our family pool, even though it was a small pool in the backyard. But it, it was, you know, an entire summer I would not go in it. So I oh, that's swim, funny. but I don't like big fish. They scare me, especially ones I can't see coming. I kind of am the same way. I mean, I love going to Hawaii. I've been to Hawaii seven times. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. I just, I love it there, right? And the the water is mm-hmm. really clear, and you can walk out about a quarter of a mile and still be up to your chest and everything. But I mm-hmm. don't like clear water because I don't like seeing the fishies swim underneath me just in case. <laughs> so that's the only thing I don't like. Yeah. I kind of don't like going in the water in Hawaii, to be honest. I haven't gone that much. I'll go just like to my knees, and that's about it. Because you can go so far in Hawaii, it's such a small slope that goes into the water there, that you can literally yeah. go almost a quarter of a mile before it comes up to your chest. But it's so blue and crystal clear that you can see all these little things swimming around underneath you, and I don't like that at all. That freaks oh, me out. Oh, and then you forget. Like, I will sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll be you know, doing something like that and then forget my fear a little bit, and then it hits me, and then it becomes the, the fear is double. <laughs> it's like, uh-oh, I've gone out farther. Get oh, me to shit. shore yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come get me, Ma. <laughs> That's so, funny. Speaking of ballots, so so back to uh, the election and uh, the mailing system. So DeJoy apparently said he had no idea about the mailboxes and sorting machines until the public uproar. I saw that today. I actually did see his testimony this morning, just because I'm a nerd and yeah. have nothing to do this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he did say that, yeah, he said, I didn't know anything about it until people brought it to my attention and something that's happened every year, forever, for 10 years. I can almost see that happening, but, okay, but he's not reversing it. But he also it. said, 
but he also exactly you know there's an internal directive that says we're not turning them back on we're not returning them and so how right. do you say i had no idea so if you had no idea that something is being taken wouldn't you just say well you put it back where you got it so exactly he's lying right there of course he knew of course he gave the directive yeah that's my issue if he didn't know i mean i would take him in his word if he didn't yeah. know but then you stop it and say, okay, put him back in if it's causing a controversy, and you're the new kid on the block, only been there a month and a half, I would reverse that in like 10 seconds flat, right? That's what normal people exactly. would do. Even just to prove, you know, your, your, your new position. Like, I'm the boss here. How dare you do something, you know, behind my back, you know, something that's going to make me look like I'm not doing my job. You know, you would think exactly. in the beginning of having a position, you would want to make efforts to, you know, uh, uh, make people know of your power and your position, and you know not to f with you. So no, right. I call bullshit. Yeah, I do too. I mean, one way or the other, it's bullshit. Either it's bull. He either he didn't know, and he's purposely not doing it because Trump told him not to, or he knew all along. Either way, it's bad news. So he did though admit yeah. that he thought. Mail balloting is fine that the post office can handle any ballots that come in. It's not that big a deal. And that he said he votes by mail and there's no problem with it. So we did undercut Trump a bit that way, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. Was obviously. But, I mean, but uh, give me an explanation why, you know, mail and things are, are sitting in post office and, and taking an inordinate amount of time to get to people. I mean, we, it's it's happening. It's not something you know. We're just reading. Uh, I you know I, many people I know have mailed things that take days, and they're now taking weeks. Um, so no, and that's exactly truly... right. And that's because of the sorters, and that's because he cut all overtime or most overtime. Yeah. Can't get that. I mean, they, they've but cut back say... in different ways where they can. So these guys are running. There's people that call in sick all the time. I know whenever our mail person calls in sick, someone has to do a double route. Yeah. You have to do overtime for a double route. These guys have big routes in our area. We're in the freaking country in Ohio. So, it, like, it takes but, a while. I mean, that's just another lie right there because if he says, how can he be confident that ballots are going to get there on time when no one can be confident that my birthday card to grandma can get there on time right now? So how can you say you're right. confident if that's not happening now? I call bullshit again. You're not confident. Yeah. You're just giving, you know, just telling people what they need to hear. Uh, he supposedly said that he will do whatever needs to be done to make sure mail-in ballots work. And that means over time, I mean, you got to look at it. The way, I've said this all along. I don't even think I've seen it said it on air, but I've talked to my friends about it. How many freaking Christmas cards does the post office go through every year? Probably twice as many as yeah. mail-in ballots are happening. Oh, God, yeah. So it's like they can handle it. Everyone knows they can, if they have the right equipment and the right staffing, yeah. they can handle it. The whole thing is will they get the right equipment and the right staffing. And that's entirely incumbent on the Postmaster General. Well, the Republicans have been after the post office for a while. You know, they want to turn it into a money-making thing, and it's not. It's a service. I know there, there are a lot of people that I've spoken to that – don't understand you know they've they've thrown at me the well you know it's losing money blah 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 like no it's a service services cost money like the military nobody says hey the military is losing billions of dollars no it's 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 service that's the the 
the feds pay for it. You know, the, the post office doesn't need right. to be profiting. It's not a business. Exactly. And that's one thing that wasn't asked today, which I wish was asked, wish was asked if uh, someone would have said, have you been in any conversations with anyone in this administration to privatize the post office? I would love to know. Mm-hmm. Of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's what these guys are trying to do. Um, mm-hmm. And also, one of the reasons that it's losing money is the post office is the only federal institution that has to fully fund its retirement benefits ahead of time. Every oh, other place, right. yeah, you yeah. know, you pay into Social Security and do whatever. They have to fund the entire amount of it ahead of time. So, which is good. If you're a postal person, you're never going to worry about retiring. But as far as the way everyone else does money in our country and federal government, uh, where you get it now and pay later throughout forever, it's not done that way in the post office. So they spend out more money in benefits than any other federal service there is out there. And that's part of the reason why that happens. Well, as well that. they should. As well they should. It's a vital service in our country and should remain that way. Exactly. So, uh, Mr. R45's latest appearance on Fox News with Kennedy, um, did you read anything about him talking about, well, we're going to have uh, law enforcement at polling places? I just read the headline on it. I didn't read the article, but I did see he says he's going to mobilize all attorney generals, all special uh, counsel, all these people to go to polling places or something. So yeah, give, says, fill me in a little more. I didn't read here, it. Well, here's a – well, he pledged uh, uh, to have enforcement monitors at polling places during the elections, um, you know, dialing up his bogus claims of election fraud to another extreme, quote, we're going to have everything, the president replied. Quote, uh, we're going to have sheriffs, and we're going to have law enforcement, and we're going to have, hopefully, U.S. attorneys, and we're going to have everybody and attorney generals. Oh, huh? And, and then, you know, it goes on to say Trump didn't say exactly uh, he intended to have sheriffs, federal prosecutors, and state attorneys, generals, what he, what he wants them to do at the polling locations. But he apparently thinks this show of law enforcement would do something. <laughs> yeah, I just read the headline, so that's a bunch of baloney right there, too. I mean, he, he uh, like it, I said, I'm still not 100% confident he's not going to steal this election somehow. I think well, we yeah, could be stuck I mean, with him. You know, there will be places where they, you know, communities and police, uh, uh, uh um, what's the word I'm searching for? I don't know. Too much caffeine. But uh, that will probably send law enforcement to polling places. And that will uh, be threatening to a lot of Absolutely. Especially in specific communities, you know, where people already have to worry about doing things like walking down the block or, you know, going to a park, you know, to now have uh, uh, police officers that you're already scared of now sitting at the polling place. You know, whether the president, you know, told them to be there or not, because, you know, some will be there. You know, it's totally meant to frighten them away from the polls. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what tricks he pulls out of his little magic bag of deceit and lies, because it's going to be, he's going to make it ugly. 
because he knows oh, he's absolutely. in trouble if he tries to do a fair and square election. It's just not going to work for him. I, I'm, I'm, all right, what else is on your hot button? Anything else on your hot button issues? Hey, did you lose any money to Bannon on the border wall funding? <laughs> I didn't, but I'm excited that he's getting his – of course he's calling it a big conspiracy against him. He didn't oh, do anything sh- wrong. This is this is the Democrats out to get him. But, uh, yeah. See. Of course. Um, I only read a brief overview of it, but it sounds like they got him pretty dead to rights with shell corporations and – last-minute different dealings on things and creating the nonprofit after the money was already started to be collected. I mean, it sounds pretty shady. Yeah. So I mean, they're, they're, looking... uh, four of them are charged, each with one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud and one count of conspiracy to commit money laundering, each of which carries a maximum right. penalty of 20, 20 years. I just love that it was uh, postal uh, police that got him off the yacht that he was on at the time. There's just some sort of cosmic irony in that. (laughs) I did like that a lot. I I didn't know know postal people could arrest. I had to read the article about it. I thought that was cool as hell. Well, try stealing somebody's mail. We'll see. That's true. That's true, right? Because they are federally deputized mail carriers, whatever it happens to be. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then Oh, uh, just uh, this is more of a gap and not not too election related, but you know California here is on fire, of course, as usual. Uh, and our illustrious president says, you know, once again, we we should be cleaning our floors, raking our forests, because you know all those leaves and and trees there, you know, they're, they're flammable. And he sort of mocks, you know, the people that keep telling him about no, this, there's science behind this. And he's like, you know, environment, environment, but they still have fires. God, somebody shake him. And he threatens to cut off funding because of it, too. I'm not yes. going to give you money to fight these fires because you're not raking your leaves. Are you serious? It's like, come on. He, he brought up Pennsylvania. Well, they have a lot of, like, forests and leaves, but why don't they have fires? Oh, my God, somebody explained science to him. <laughs> okay, there, there's a little bit of difference between Pennsylvania and California in terms of, you know, in terms of the environment. But, you know, who am I to say? Yeah, we don't I, have I uh, Santa Ana winds and dryness go through uh, Pennsylvania quite as much as California does. I've lived both places, and I can tell you. In fact, I'm in Pennsylvania right now. The listeners might be able to hear me in my car. Oh, I joined some friends for dinner in Pennsylvania. I'm about 15 minutes outside of Pittsburgh right now. So uh, lots of green hills all over it. I don't see them raked. I I see lots of green hills, but nothing being raked. I have to really pinpoint where you live uh, on a map because, you know, every time I speak to you, it seems like you're in another state that's close by. I am. It's kind of that's the one thing I do like about here is I can literally mm-hmm. drive four hours and be in four different states. So it's kind wow. of cool. But I'm like exactly one hour to the east of Cleveland and one hour to the okay. west of Pittsburgh. So two major cities here. But I can oh, get wow. up to New York in two and a half hours. I can get to West Virginia in about 45, 50 minutes. Can get uh, oh, wow. 
it's it's like everything's so close here. It's not like I mean California, you know, especially if you go up and down, you could drive for 15 hours and still be in California. Here I can drive in 15 oh, sure. hours and I could be in Florida and pass five other states to get there. So yeah, it's kind I of mean, wild. Uh, my next major city, I guess, I guess you would say, you know, well, I'm maybe LA is maybe two hours from San Diego, but I'm about six hours from San Francisco. And then, right. you know, if you want to leave, leave the state, it's another five or six hours. Um, no, even exactly. Ve- I mean, even Vegas is four hours. Even Vegas is four hours from there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's it's kind of wild the way it is. I mean. That's the that's the only way you can get across California. You can get out of state in about three hours if you go sideways, three to four hours. But <laughs> that's about the, the yeah, but, least amount of time. Like you? I said, in four. <laughs> I did a trip actually. We're we're going off topic, but we're running out of time anyway, so that's okay. Yeah. But I did a trip a couple of years ago, where I left my house here in Northeast Ohio, drove through a corner of Pennsylvania, drove through most uh, the top or the. Uh, top of New York State, into Massachusetts, up into um, Vermont, down through um, New Hampshire, into Boston, into Massachusetts, into Connecticut, back into New York and here. And the entire time, I was never more than 11 hours from home. Going to all Were you places. on the lamb? Was this like... Were you in a, a a white pickup? Like, what was going on? I was taking a big circle tour of all the leaves changing in fall. <laughs> and I, went, I really wanted to go to Ben and Jerry's ice cream as... shop in Vermont. So I wanted to go to oh, Ben okay. and Jerry's ice cream place in Vermont, and I wanted to go to Boston. So I was a well, big next time you do that, make sure you there. rake along the way. Make sure you clean the floors along I will, the way. I will, I will, exactly, exactly. <laughs> we don't want that area going up in flames. Um, right. Why? Did you read anything about, uh, you know, Biden's uh, potential picks for his cabinet? No, it's like, I don't know if I was, was I talking to you or to Brandon about this the other day? I think that he has such a great lineup of people he can choose. The trouble he's going to have is a lot of them are senators. And if we, yes. if we lose the if we win the Senate, we can't really afford to have other people elected and get junior senators all over the place, right? Because, I mean, Cory exactly. Booker would be amazing in the cabinet. He's a senator. Elizabeth Warren. Warren. She's a senator. Bernie Sanders. He's a senator. Um, Amy Klobuchar. She's a senator. All these great people are senators. We can't afford to drop our senators. So, But luckily, we have lots of people. Buttigieg is good right now. There's a uh, Stacey Abrams is nothing right now. She would be good. Um, there's quite a few good people out there that he can choose. So I, I'm not mm. too worried about it. I haven't heard his official pick, but there's some great choices out there for him. Is there any, anybody I, I on the mayor, mayor, hot list? I think Mayor Mayor Pete might get in there. Um, I, you know, there, There's talk about uh, Ambassador of Veteran Affairs and one other sort of position. Um, geez, I can't find it. It's out there somewhere. Yeah, with his military, uh, he could be a good Secretary of State. Yeah. I mean, not Secretary of State, but a uh, part of the mil- something in Veterans Affairs or something to do with the military, Joint Chief of Staff, something like that. I mean, he could yeah, do yeah. stuff like that. I said likely a choice for Ambassador to the United Nations or Secretary Secretary of Veteran Affairs. So okay, that makes sense. United Nations. 
that would be great in the United Nations. He's such a, a, a great speaker and, and you know. Well, he knows I, I think four languages be... or seven languages or something, too, I think. A, 84 languages, Scott, 84. He I doesn't know 84 up, languages. But... <laughs> no, he, knows, he, he does know at he least knows, but he does. four he and I think lot. seven. I know he knows a lot. Wow. So, yeah, he would be a good good one for there. Anyone else they have for top picks they'd like to see him choose? That uh, they won't buy Warren's choose? up there. Warren, you know, for, uh, you know, uh, economics, of course. But, again, it mentioned right. we can't really pull her out of the Senate, depending upon how things go. Um, yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, sorry, I'm not wearing my glasses here, so I can't really read. I would like to see Stacey uh, no, Abrams really... something in charge of elections because she does really good about mm-hmm. voter suppression and stuff. So I don't know what county yeah. position oversees elections, but she would be great for that. Representative Karen Bass, uh, Secretary of HUD or Health and Human Services. Um, I'm not That's too familiar one. with her, but yeah. But she, she was the representative pick. from California that was a possible VP pick, the black lady, the short curly hair. Okay, yeah, yeah. She would yes, be a yes. good choice for that. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly better than House the Representatives, we've got That's lots of sure. people to choose from. He can pull a lot of people from the House. He just can't pull that many senators. No, no, absolutely not. Um, yeah. So that Gavin Newsom, Governor Gavin Newsom, I think he'd be good with something. <laughs> I, like I love the way you put that. Um, I mean, hey, I think the guy just needs—he needs a little a break, maybe in between. I feel so, every time I see him, and I don't—I'm not laughing and ridicule, but you, you know, the, the job's not easy. None of the jobs are easy. But every time I see him, he just looks more worn and defeated. I mean, I can't imagine being in that position and working as hard as he does to make sure we're all okay. And yet, have half of his his people, you know, railing against him. You, you have so many exactly. of your... As much as the gays love him, they should have talked to him when he was at the convention. He had the camera below him. He needs to know better camera angles than that. He needs to get the gays to help <laughs> him out a little bit. Oh, jeez. I mean, he used to be so <laughs> snappy. I just feel like, you know, it's it's all wearing on him. So. Yep, that's true. Probably right. So did you right, did you watch time for maybe one or two more topics before a final song here? Any other topic that hits your hot button? Yeah, so many things. Uh, did you watch uh, Obama's speech? Did you listen to Obama's speech? I did. I loved it. He took yeah. no prisoners. Absolutely not. I was I was literally screaming in my apartment every time. You know you. You would think I was watching a sporting event, or well, we kind of it kind of is a sporting event, but I was just cheering and screaming, and oh, it's just so so well spoken. Even when he's you know giving those jabs, they're just so well articulated. I needed some of them translated. <laughs> but he just called him out, man. I mean, he was using his name. He was just. Letting norms be damned. It's like this could be a danger to our democracy, boys and girls. Pay attention. Mm-hmm. He laid it out, and I was living for it. Yeah, I mean, what does he got? What does he have to lose right now? 
I mean, I'm glad he didn't pull any punches. You know, he's not, he doesn't hold an office, you know, he's got to do whatever he can. And what he can do is, is be very vocal. Yeah, he would be a great secretary of state. Wouldn't he be an awesome secretary of state? Oh my God. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or hey, Supreme Court. Well, yeah, that's even better. You're right on that. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some seats. There's going to be a seat opening, sadly, you know, in the not-too-distant future. Well, the next three seats that are probably going to be up are all Democrat. We have to win just to keep a halfway minority. Yeah, to, you know, to, to keep our right to exist in this country. Exactly. And that's not guaranteed. It's still going to be four to three for a while. So Right. Uh, I mean I- – I mean, I know we're both gay, but I'm brown and gay, so I've got two strikes here. Right. Now, if we if he wins four years, the Supreme Court is going to be 50 years conservative, at least, because everyone's Lord. appointed so young now. All there. So I don't have. We need to have Democrat God. just to keep it at a four to five minority, just to keep it. The only person we have a chance of retiring is Clarence Thomas. He's the only he's the only older one there that's not a Democrat. So hmm. see what happens. I don't know there. that I have fifty. I don't know that I have fifty years left in me, Scott. But uh, I'm going to try. I don't think I do, my friend. But yeah, we can try it. <laughs> right. All right, hey, dude. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up for tonight. Um, anything Got else it. you want to go over? No, I'm good. All right. Well, let everyone know where they can find you, Michael. Uh, the name is Michael Vega. So social media is uh, either Michael Vega on Facebook and uh, Michael Vega Act on Insta and Twitter. So it's Michael Vega underscore ACT. There you go. And I'm at left of straight, L-E-F-T-O-F-S-T-R, the number eight. We're going to play out with a little song from Ben Hazelwood <clears throat> anticipating next week's Republican National Convention. This is Lying. You're listening to Last 100 Days Podcast. We'll be back next Monday through Friday, 5 o'clock Pacific, 8 o'clock Eastern Time. Have a good weekend, everybody. Here we go. Bye, all. Speaking with no words, hoping you can feel what I say. That I'm lost, losing my head Pulling on the truth Start unraveling what I made I'll collapse Into Regret Are you close enough To feel me now If I
I could tell you that I'm doing better 